0: Welcome to the Situation Report for Sunday, January, June 25th. Man, I I am all over the place today. Sunday, June 25th, this is Lieutenant Colonel Murray. The current situation in the world is still a complete shit show. And it's amazing how many people still do not see what's going on. The system that we used to live in is dead and collapsing. And it's collapsing around you as we speak. Some of it's been architected, some of it's happening organically, some of it's happening functionally, but it's happening around you. And it's, it's a piece of the pie that I think most people are trying to overlook, but at some point you're not going to be able to turn your eyes away from it. There's train derailments that are affecting feeding rivers. Case in point is just on Friday, train derailed in, in the Yellowstone River full of petroleum products that feeds the Missouri River, much like Palestine that fed the Ohio River and other rivers in Mississippi, et cetera. cetera. These are not by accident. Every single one of these train derailments is on purpose. Trains don't derail at this rate. They They don't fall apart at this rate. You can only blame so much on infrastructure. And then at the same time, you have the fentanyl crisis, which is moving across the border, basically in truckloads. Imagine if that gets in the water supply and then you have the migrant, the migrant problem, then the illegals come across the border. An estimate I heard yesterday was 20 plus 21 million have come across since, since 2020. That's a staggering number of people. And the worst part is our government through the UN is funding the propaganda and the messaging to bring them here. Then they're funding the transportation. They're funding all the food and water. They're funding all of the um, housing. They get cell phones and a stipend once they come into this country. Twenty million people are paying right now, and they're putting them in communities in brand new housing. When well, we have Americans that are on the street, while all that's going on, the healthcare system's falling apart. The insurance industry is falling apart. The cost of healthcare, the cost of food, the cost of fuel is all is all rising. The artificial amount that you're paying at the pump right now is just that it's artificial. They're running the strategic oil supply out. And my guess is they're trying to do it by this fall because they want to run everybody out of fuel before, uh, before um, fall and winter. They want to do exactly what they did. Sri Lanka. They want to run us completely out of everything and then force this, this social scoring system and QR codes onto everyone. Now, it's not going to work, but they're going to try. While all that's going on, we're seeing a mass deployment of military and military equipment going to Ukraine, Europe, and now Southeast Asia. The system is collapsing around you by design, but some of it's happening beyond their control. And they, I mean, the elite, the bankers in D.C. And don't, don't Don't think for one minute that these aren't all marriages of convenience that were set up initially, but now you're seeing people starting to abandon ship because they don't want to go along with the system because they realize they don't have a seat at the table. And you see deals going on in the back room, the JP Morgan deal with DOJ, the the hold by the Fed on uh, raising the basis points for the U.S. dollar. That those are no coincidences. Those are backroom deals that are being made right now to stave off collapse of the system and collapse of Europe. And Europe just raised their, their cost of money by 25 basis points or 50 basis points to quote-unquote stave off persistent inflation, which is, which is code for we're trying to stave off collapse, which is not going to help them either. They're going to collapse anyway. And while all that's going on, there was the show in Russia and the sub, both massive distractions. I, I'm almost starting to think that the Russian situation was a distraction for the entire world to distract people away from what's happening both here and in Taiwan. I, I'm I'm starting to think that Putin's part of the show. Because that was completely a show. The, you don't move. First of all, when the Russians conduct a coup. They literally roll tanks in and blow shit up and shoot people. They don't. If there's any culture that conducts a coup and doesn't fuck around, it's the, it's the Russians. You, if they're moving tanks, they're moving tanks to pull people out of buildings and shoot them. You don't pull, you don't pull tanks out of, a, out of an armory somewhere, roll your tanks up into Rostov and into, towards Moscow and literally not shoot people. That's not how they roll, but yet they rolled all the way into Rostov. They took the southern, southern military headquarters, and then they were basically drinking tea and smoking cigarettes. That is not a coup. That's a sideshow, and Pergozin is known for sideshows, says a bunch of crazy shit, does a bunch of crazy shit, and then at the end of the day, it's all a ruse. And my guess is this was a ruse to either distract the world or to strengthen Putin's position in Russia, as well as root out any of my six and CIA operatives in the country. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I, I don't see why anything other than some kind of a, a positioning, you know, move on Putin's part. Because the rhetoric is all this strong rhetoric, but it doesn't, doesn't mean much when there's no action. But... Look at where he sits now. He's absolutely stronger than he was when all this started. that says something. So it's a show. And it came out today in the Telegraph or Daily Wire, Daily, uh, Daily Wire, I think it was. Daily Mail, that it was all staged. Yeah, it looked like that on Friday. And like I said, we're going to see in the next morning, on Saturday morning, if it was all a, a ruse or not. And it seemed like a ruse. Supposedly, Lushenko garnered some deal for Prigozhin to go to Belarus. Either way, think about it this way. If all of Wagner goes to Belarus, guess what? They're 100 miles from Kiev. That's no coincidence. There's a lot to this. And the point is, like the sub, the whole sub thing, I didn't care when I heard about it. I didn't care when it was confirmed. I didn't care when they came out and said it imploded. In fact, I remember in one of the one of the chats I'm in, I said, they're already smoked. They were smoked as soon as the announcement came out. They knew as soon as they announced it that they were all dead. And that's exactly what turned out to be the truth. They're already done. And do I care? No. But supposedly somebody on the sub was important to BlackRock or to the the Rothschilds. Hama, Hama. I don't care. And I don't care because it has nothing to do with the bigger picture. It's just another set of dipshits that didn't take precautions and got smoked from implosion. And, And it was over quick, so there was no suffering there. It was just implosion, boom, you're dead. And why you would agree to go 3,800 feet or 13,000 feet below the surface at those depths and that crushing depth, no thanks. I've I've been on a Trident sub. I can tell you that when you go under the thermal barrier and the ship starts to contract from the pressure, trust me when I say this, it's a very disconcerting exercise. It's not something you want to repeat. It takes a very, very special kind of person to be a submariner. I am not one of them. It's confined space for months at a time, breathing 10% new air every hour. No thanks. But that's more distraction. What were they distracting at? Well, let's see. More and more revelations coming out about the Biden crime family, about the Pelosi crime family, about the Kerry crime family, about the Gore crime family, about the Clinton crime family, they yeah, they need a a distraction. And yes, all at the same time, now they're talking about aliens. It's You can set your watch to this stuff. And literally yesterday, I had no less than 15 calls talking about Russia. It's real, it's real. I'm like, I still think it's a show. Still think it's a show. You don't move forces like that and not shoot people. If you're going to do a coup, you do a coup. I mean, we're talking about treason here. That's kind of significant. If I'm going to conduct treason, I'm going to pull some people out of buildings and I'm going to shoot them because I'm conducting a coup, which means I want to get rid of the old leadership and put in my leadership. That requires killing people. That's how coups are done. But we live in a world where the news cycle dictates everybody's thought process. And think about how much... Here's the thing. Here's the exercise. Think about how much energy people wasted last week and how many cycles and time they wasted last week talking about a sub with six people in it that blew up does that pass the so what test does does it is it going to change anything no it's not the real question it comes down to two things: What's the next steps in Ukraine? What's Russia going to do next? We've already seen the quote- unquote counteroffensive fall apart. We've already seen them the, the Ukrainians now calling up more reserves and more more conscripts, 90 thousand to be exact. My view of the situation is that I don't see Putin waiting. He's not going to wait around for another 90,000 troops to be trained to put on the battlefield with more equipment. That's just more Russian dead. It doesn't benefit him in any way, shape, or form. What does benefit him now is to start moving towards Kiev, not to seize land, not to take more territory, but to drive this to closure or draw the West into a conflict. He doesn't want a conflict with the West. He wants to drive this to closure and destroy the Ukrainians' ability to fight. He wants to destroy their ability to make war, which is what you should do anytime you go into a conflict. If you're gonna if you're gonna use war, and they it used to be trained in the military that war was the last extension of public policy and diplomacy. It was a failsafe for diplomacy. And you only use it as a last resort. But when you do, you use it to destroy the enemy's ability to wage war. We haven't done that since World War II. When we started in World War II, our aim was to destroy the Nazi, the Japanese, and the Italian ability to f- fight and wage wars. And what did we do? We destroyed their, their absolutely their ability to wage war, we annihilated. Their war-making process, their war-making production, and their war-making thoughts literally crush their spirit. You do that so that you don't have to deal with them in the future. We haven't done that since since the end of World War II. Korea, still a threat. Vietnam, 10 years there, just like 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the only result was we gave $80 billion. We basically built the best-funded army in all of Southwest Asia. And we did it on taxpayer dimes. We, we not only enhanced their ability to fight, we gave their allies the ability to fight. So if I was Putin, I would garner public support and get ready for a massive offensive and start pushing towards Kiev. That's what I would do. And he's setting conditions so the public accepts the losses so he can say we're driving this to closure. That's, that's, what, that's how I see the situation. And I may be wrong, but that's fine. The point is, he's got to do something. He's not going to wait around in his laurels and, and wait for something to happen. Now, while all that's going on, you're seeing the implosion of the federal government. And it is an implosion. You're seeing a, a number of different um, actions by the federal government. It all reeks of desperation. You know the good the good thing in all of this situation, and the positive in all this situation is, you you saw these guys, this Patriot Front or whatever they're called, these dipshits who wear the black t shirts and the khaki pants and the masks and the bullshit. They're all feds, and these these retard[s] are running around with American flags, talking about preserve the white right, right, white race and building this narrative that everybody in a in the Patriot movement is a white supremacist. You're seeing groups now come out and confront them. And we haven't got to the point where they're getting beat down, but I can't wait till they start beating down feds and that are playing make-believe. Because they can't arrest anybody for it. Because it compromises their position. And number two, it compromises their whole operation. If they come out and start arresting people, so fuck it. Go beat them down. If that's If, that, if they're going to play that game, we need to play that game too and push back on them. And we're starting to see Patriot groups do that. And as it should be. Because that messaging needs to be stopped yesterday. And it's good to see that patriots are coming out of the woodwork to say, no, we've had enough of your shit. You guys can go back to your U-Haul and sit the fuck down and shut up. Nobody wants to hear you. And you're all feds anyway, so go fuck yourselves. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see a revival of Christian Christian ethics. And, you know, the, the thing that's, that's interesting to me about um troops med stations that he posts videos every time he goes out and he's he's really building a movement behind this and he's starting you know and i made the call several times for people to support him and help him get supplies because this the shit costs money but now he's he's being introduced to people that are doing food people that are taking care of the dogs and and rescues i think it's um the rescue is called Dog Day Dogs Day Out in Arizona i think that's what it's called and uh yeah dog day dogs day out arizona and they're rescue and they're rescuing dogs that are that are homeless that have you know like one of them the pads here in the in the south in the southwest we have we worry about heat because heat affects dogs in a lot of ways like you don't walk your dog here when it's 100 degrees outside because the pavement's like 140 degrees, so it burns their pads. And you have to be very cognizant when you let your dogs out. Like I'll, I'll go out when I'm going to take them out in the middle of the day and I go out and spray down my patio just so it's cool enough for them to walk out there just to go out and go to the bathroom. And there's been several cases where dogs have burned their pads off because the pavement's so hot. And you're seeing people come out of the woodwork now to support them and, you know, help pets. It's a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing to see, um, people helping other people. And we didn't know a lot of times, you don't even know these organizations are there because they're, um, They're doing their work, but they're not getting any exposure. And at least now they're starting to get exposure, which is what matters, right? So same thing for pets. Pets are getting exposure because there's a lot of homeless people that, you know, they can't take care of their pets. And they have pets because they want somebody to watch over them so nobody's stealing their shit. And you're seeing a bunch of dogs come out of the woodwork that need homes. And this is a way to connect homes with dogs with homes. It's fantastic. so hopefully in the next couple of months this movement will will grow to uh, you know a significant size so that um, so that we see more and more action but and and that's going to be the key moving forward anyway right is community action and community community unity it's going to be very important and there's a reason why there's unity in the word community It's very important moving forward as things, you know, things start to collapse around us that we are working together and bringing everybody to the same level and forgetting about all of the class and all the the BS systems that have, that they're just constructs case in point, you know, Tom Longo did a show, um, a recent podcast. I think it was this week or last week and it was it was interesting because it was 2 hours long it's longer than his normal format his um his podcast um is normally about an hour about an hour i think um and it's interesting to uh to listen to his, his stuff. Cause this whole episode was about the deep state for lack of a better word. And, um, yeah, it was David Hayes who it was. Took me a second to find it. And David Hayes, a very slow talker and very methodical, but he's been, he's been doing a lot of, um, reporting on, um, Well, he's been doing a lot of reporting on a number of different things. Um, maybe it was, it was Richard Poe. I think it was Richard Poe. Um, mm-hmm. But he was talking about how <clears throat> the deep state's plans are falling apart and that he's seeing more and more people come together and these constructs that were created, he thinks, by the British. I think it's by the elite. Um, one of them is the Sunni-Shia conflict that's been going on for generations i mean we leveraged the sunni shia conflict when we went into iraq and now the the shia and the sunni they've basically mended fences and they're they're aligned again and if you see a united arab world you might see some regional conflicts for a short period of time but you're not going to see these massive these massive rifts between the arabs Uh, In even the Persians, because they have a vested interest to keep their regions fairly stable. And, you know, regional security has become uh, a big part of their political doctrine now. And it's because of the fact that the U S and the British and through colonialism have literally disrupted their, their entire region for generations and displaced thousands and thousands of people. That's, all starting to evaporate, along with these narratives that these con these, these existential conflicts still exist. They do not. If you ask most people on this planet if they want some kind of a conflict or support war, they're gonna tell you no. The entire planet is fatigued with warfare. Fatigued with it. People would rather see diplomatic solutions to problems. They would rather see peaceful governments and people working together than conflict. And I would say it's been that way for 10 years. Despite their best efforts to convince you otherwise, people are fatigued with war and have been for 10 years. I know in the U.S., we're sick of it. We were sick of Afghanistan. We were sick of Iraq after, after three years. And what are we doing here? What's the objectives? What are we trying to do? And I thought in Afghanistan, we were really trying to turn the government into a uh, a free working, not democracy, but a republic where women had equal representation and that Sharia law could not be enforced, but it was a representative government of Afghanistan that was a coalition, including the Taliban was brought into that. But instead, no, it's back to crazy back to Sharia law, back to, back to death and violence. And, you know, I I listened to Sean David Morton on uh, journey of the truth. I think it was called. And he talked about something that I thought was interesting. And again, what you believe, what you don't believe is a, is a different story than um, the thought process around some of this. And it's something I hadn't thought about. And one of the things I hadn't thought about is, what happens if every government turns into a dictatorship, or a you know a technocracy, or even worse, a tyrannical government? What happens if every government on the planet is some kind of a dictatorship? And the the premise was laid in in the show, and I wasn't really you know wasn't really thinking about it at the time, but it's an interesting thought process that. And he was talking about in the context of that, you know, these secret space guys went in and changed history and every time they changed history, the world just, the world just filled up with um, technical, you know, uh, tyrannical dictatorships. And there was no free, free countries on the planet. It was all about power and, and slavery, et cetera. And that, we're tied karmically to other planets and this big system and other races are trying to help us. I don't know how much of that I believe, but I think there is something to the idea that maintaining a free and fair society requires work from the citizenry requires, it requires people to be engaged in the process. And because of propaganda, because of the information war, people have disengaged from that. I mean, think about it. All the way back to the 70s, after Vietnam, you were told, trust the government, trust your elected officials, trust your first responders. You don't need to be involved in the process. The right people are involved. Hama And the system was completely co-opted by power-hungry psychopaths. And now look at where we are today. We're in a system that's that's completely filled with crime families that are psychopaths. Literally every single fucking one of them is a psychopath. Pelosi's a psychopath, carries a psychopath. Lindsey Graham's definitely a psychopath and a pedophile. And then you look at some of the other crime families like the Clintons, the Obamas. they're all crime families. They've all profited from lying to you and filtering U.S. funds into shell accounts offshore and then back into the U.S. Every single one of them has enriched themselves. That's where we've gotten to from this, all of this propaganda. And that system is starting to, no, that system is imploding. And here's the problem with that. Normally, systems refresh themselves every hundred or so years. But, the the very same people that are drunk with power, trying to squeeze every last dollar out of the system and put it into their pocket, they don't have a vision for the future. And you're starting to hear that more and more and more and more and more. There's no vision of what is to come. That's why I said months ago, start visualizing the system that you want to live under, because we have to create it. We, as a unified people, have to create the system that we're going to operate under. And if we're going to operate under that system, we need to enforce that system. Because rules without enforcement are not rules. A system without enforcement is not a system. And I'm not talking about shooting people. I'm talking about building a system with real checks and balances to where people like Nancy Pelosi never get a foothold to be successful at criminal activity. There's always going to be criminality. There's always going to be some kind of malfeasance. But if the system's designed right, that malfeasance is limited to a very small piece of the pie to where they can't gain control. If you look at Mexico, Mexico's a narco state. It's completely controlled by the cartels. The government is completely ineffective. That's why the whole fucking country is a failed country. Take that in for a second. That's where we are right now. We're a failed state. The federal government has completely overstepped their powers. You have oligarchs that have placed key people in key positions in probably all the states in this union, and every single one of them are working to institutionalize malfeasance. Michigan just passed a law that they can literally shut you off for hate speech. That is by design so they can can censor Anybody that disagrees with their narrative. This goes back to the Washington, D.C., the Washington, D.C. crowd. Their whole agenda is go along with the program, don't question us, or we'll crush you. That's literally what they just passed into law in Michigan. Go along with the narrative, don't question what we say, and we won't crush you. Communism, Chinese communism 101. Every bit of it. And we're seeing it more and more and more, but it's failing. It's failing because people are, are sick of the narrative. Just like this whole trans, this trans movement has usurped the whole gay and lesbian pride month. It's all about, it's all about trans people and pedophiles. Now, I don't know about you, but there's no room in this play in this planet for pedophiles. And, They don't even like pedophiles in prison. They get bitch beat when they get to prison because nobody likes a chomo, child molester, chomo. There's a reason for that because it's unacceptable in every tier of strata in our society. And they're trying to normalize that right now. That is pure evil. And they've completely taken over the whole Pride Month agenda. And now that I posted an article yesterday in telegram about these dipshits that are talking about reproductive rights for trans people. No, you don't need reproductive rights. You need a fucking therapist. Cause you're a retard. Just like there's two biological sexes, male and female. You can't create anything new. It's not, you can't create it artificially. You can't create menstrual cycles artificially. You need a, a uterus and ovaries in order to have a menstrual cycle. Fucking retards. And I'm so I'm so beyond that narrative, I can't stand it anymore. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm just saying it out loud. There's millions of people that are sick of seeing it. I'm sick of seeing it in TV. I'm sick of seeing it in movies. I'm sick of seeing it in advertisements. I'm sick of seeing it in the stores. I'm sick of seeing it in every single piece of information that comes, it's it's all over LinkedIn. Yay, Pride Month. I don't care. And you can't tune it out now. And every bit of that is because there's oligarchs funding this behind. The, and I want to know who the fucking belly button is behind this that's pushing this. Because that son of a bitch is going to stand trial for, for crimes against humanity. I guarantee it. Here's the, here's the silver lining in all of this. For every move they make, they drive more and more people to the other side. For every action they take, they drive more and more people to the other side. Even hardcore liberals are starting to move to the other side because they're sick of all these narratives. And they're open about the fact that they want to come after the children. That's, that's communist doctrine 101. Take away any sense of personal ownership and move it all to the state. And Americans aren't having that. The question is, and I've been asking this for months and months and months, what's going to be the catalyst? Is it going to be the Second Amendment? Is it going to be the IRS seasoned property? I can't tell you which one it is, but I'll tell you it's coming. And it's coming within the next couple of months. I I will say that their plans have been pushed back yet again because it seems like with this offensive, it didn't go the way they wanted. Uh, especially in the didn't go the way they wanted in Ukraine. So they're having to regroup. And I I honestly think they don't have a plan. I really don't. And it it shows in everything they're doing that there's no vision for how this is supposed to end. Which means that, and I've said this before, anytime you have a complex plan, it only takes one part of the plan to be disrupted for the whole thing to fall to shit. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And we're going to see it accelerate over the next few months, especially over next month. There's a lot of things that are, that are transpiring all right now that hit a culmination point next month and we'll see where it goes. But I think the next steps in Ukraine are going to be very telling and it's going to, it's going to dictate a lot. Now, one thing that, that went under the radar, and I don't think most people heard or even saw was there was a press conference that was done by Lindsey Graham and by Blumenthal and Blumenthal's a bag of shit, useless bag of shit at that. And they came out and said if Russia nukes this this nuclear power plant, that they're gonna there's gonna be a strong response by NATO. They're trying to set the narrative that Russia is gonna blow up this nuclear plant that's basically been mothballed at this point because nobody wanted it to burn out of control and it's been offline for months. And that tells me two things. It tells me there's some deep dark secrets there in a nuclear plant that they don't want the Russians to get, get a hold of, which I think the Russians already have. And they want to set, set conditions for a false flag so they can justify using nuclear weapons. That's a dangerous proposition, but that's how these people think. They're all psychopaths, every single one of them. You know, and it's like, if you ever watch any of these drug addicts that are on the street, the funny thing about it, is, so I, I watched this guy the other day. And I got to say, it was he gets an A for creativity. Because he was wearing an oxygen mask, had to sign in his hand. Need your help, blah blah blah. And he's he's got an oxygen mask hooked up in a hose. It goes over his back, and it the hose just like is just thrown over his shoulder. Doesn't it's not hooked up to an oxygen bottle. And he's standing there with the side. You drive by him, going, "Hey, buddy, uh, nobody <laughs> buys your story. You're the only one that believes your story." That's literally what these people. What it looks like with these people is they're the only ones that buy their story. Nobody else is buying it and the the malfeasance by the crime families is coming out more and more and more and and i think that's what they're trying to 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 keep people away from is realizing just how corrupt they've been for for decades not just within a short period of time for and now you're seeing the you're seeing the malfeasance front and center it's it's right in your face you you can't ignore it anymore that's the interesting side of this whole conversation is that They're desperate to distract away from what's going on so that the false flag attempts are getting more bolder and bolder and bolder, but they're more in your face. And we're going to see more of that over the next few months as they get more desperate in Ukraine. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If Putin had a platform to release all the information he has, you know, that is after keeping the good stuff for himself, If he had a platform to release all this information and implicate all these crime families to where the American people would actually see it, he would have done it by now. But he doesn't have a platform and a single source of truth that people trust that he can he can release the information to that would allow him to capture the narrative. And I'm sure he's got the doomsday tapes. I know somebody's got them. You release one tape with one of these elites molesting raping or killing a child and i guarantee you you're going to have world public opinion and world action in the palm of your hand and he knows putin knows it i think he's just waiting for the right time to drop the doomsday tapes because he's got the goods on him he showed the the relationship between the biden's charisma. And all of these medical companies that are in Ukraine doing bioresearch as well as all the labs and defense threat reduction agency. He's got the goods on all of that. He's shown the goods for all of the all of the human trafficking that, that they've been doing in this Azov battalion, all the atrocities they've committed against Russian people in the Donbass areas and ethnic Russian areas in Ukraine. He doesn't, you know, I don't think Putin has a beef with the Ukrainian people. In fact, I think he would rather spare the Ukrainian people more death and just be done with this shit. But he doesn't have a platform and there's nobody on this side of the fence that's paying attention. And and I credit that to the fact that the elite here are beside themselves because they have no idea what they're going to do when they lose power. And they've already lost power. That's the thing. This is going to go regional. And the federal government's going to be completely ignored at a certain point. And I don't think it's too far away. I think it's this year. I still think it's this year. I don't think this is going into 24. They're going to try and stretch it into 24, the slow burn, but I don't think it's going to happen. There's too much vitriol and too much anger in this country for that to happen. It's just, we're just one event away from powder cake blowing up. And I'm telling you, people are organizing. Whether you think so or not, They're organizing. And they're organizing because they know something's wrong. And there's still people fast asleep. And as far as I'm concerned, fuck them. If you're not awake and you're asleep, you get what you deserve. I'm past the point of giving a shit now and trying to convince people. In fact, I had a conversation um, on Thursday with somebody that's uh, in the medical system. And I was just, I just put my hand in her face and said, stop talking. You're a fucking moron. And you're about to get hit in the face with a really, really big wet fish. And when you do, I don't want to hear you cry and foul. By the way, she was, she was faxed and boosted. And I think she had a four shot too. So good luck with that bitch. I, I'm just, you know, the funny thing is, is that I was told that in June, I would change the way I started thinking and talking about people. And, and it's true. I'm I'm just done. I'm done sugarcoating things. And people don't. I get shit all the time for why I'm so raw. Here's why I'm so raw. Because no one's talking to the problem. Everybody's talking around it. Everybody's using metaphors. Everybody wants to, to talk about what we need to do and, you know, and just sit back and watch the show. Fuck that. We got here because we were fucking complacent. We got here because we were lulled into this sense of security. We got here because we were lied to by everybody in the establishment because they're all corrupt fucking pedophiles. We got here because people are fucking lazy. That's how we got here. You want to get out of this? Get off the couch. Stop posting shit online and actually go do something. Stop talking shit about what you are going to do or what you could do and do it. That doesn't mean go blow shit up because you don't even know who the fucking enemy is. It means get involved in your community and do something to help the bigger picture. That's what that means. So many people sitting on their couch talking shit. That's how we got here. You want to get out of this? Get off the couch. It's that simple. Stop trying to convince people to come to the other side. If they don't get it, fuck them. Walk away from them. It's not worth the time and effort anymore. And we're way past the culmination point to really give two shits about it. I don't give two shits about it anymore. You know, I have I have arguments with my kids all the time because they all think I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm just patiently waiting for things to blow up and things to stop working. And then just say, not so crazy am I anymore. And if it if it doesn't blow up and we somehow get through this, which I don't think we will, then great. But all the indicators show that we're headed towards some kind of a major black swan event, whatever that event is, I guarantee you, whatever that black swan event is, is going to be architected, funded, and executed by the elite and no one else. Not going to be aliens. It's not going to be Russia. It's going to be our own government, the people in our own government and the people in the British government and the city of London. That's where all this shit's going to start. That's where it's all funded. But you can take solace in the fact that people are actually starting to work together now. It's funny how misery loves company. And if anything comes out of this, that's positive, it's that communities will actually unite and start working together. And I guarantee you, if things are really bad, Anybody that's not pulling their weight, they're going to get tossed out. That's how it works. And that's how it should work. And as, I hate to say it, but that's what we need to get back to in order to remind our society what we who we are and what we are. Keep that in mind as you go through the next few weeks, because I think the next few weeks, especially, I think they're honestly, honestly, I think they're planning something for July 4th. They're all about metaphors. They're all about symbolism. They're all about timing. This, this would be right in their wheelhouse to do something like this on the 4th of July. That, that's just how they work. That's how the game's played. So the point is, don't get wrapped up in the noise. The sub, the Russian coup was all noise. Don't get wrapped up in the noise. Watch the signal. Watch what the Russians do next. Watch what Putin does next. This was done for a reason, and I get my guess is that reason is to justify the movement into Ukraine. That's that's what I think it is. Pay attention to the signal, not the noise, and stop being scared. There's a lot of people who are still scared. What are you scared of? They're coming for you anyway, whether it's today or tomorrow, doesn't matter. But they're coming for you anyway, and if we don't do anything, we don't stand up. They're going to win. You have no other choice but to stand up and get in the fight. You have no other choice. Keep that in mind. Today I'm gonna to end with uh no tell to tell. No tale to tell. It's a group called Love and Rockets. <laughs> it was done a long time ago. Total uh total 80s band, but um I think it's uh it's a good song. It's it's literally um, it says don't fuck with nature. When you fuck with nature, nature fucks with you back. And that's pretty much much what we're seeing. We're seeing nature out of balance, and it's about to be corrected. we're going to see it this year, folks. So here's Love and Rockets, No New Tale to Tell. You cannot go against nature. Because when you do, going good against nature is part of nature, too. Our little lives get complicated. It's a simple thing. Simple as a flower, and that's a complicated thing.